What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Rolling with the Golds podcast. We've got uh, Nick sitting across from me. Hello, hello. How you doing, man? I'm good. Enjoying the. Have I got to ask you? Have you golfed yet? Did I've you get out on the course? Not okay. But I, I hear sure. golf courses are opening up. Yes, they opened up uh, late last week. Uh, I think maybe for a couple more days here. But I didn't know if you were because you're wearing the golf hat. The yeah. woggle, the wiggle, woggle hat. Woggle hat. Waggle. 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 Yeah. I got the uh, Bigfoot one. I like the mallard. That, that, it's not mallard. Loon. 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 I like that Minnesota. one. Minnesota. Yep. I get it. I do like the sound of a good loon at, you know, dusk. You're just setting a, you sound like you're setting a scene for a book right now. I love it's, it. It's calming. It's relaxing. <laughs> so, uh, no, I wasn't sure if you uh, hit up the course yet or not. No, so. I have I mean. Busy with work. I, yeah, I suppose. Maybe let's take an impromptu lunch break tomorrow. Take Jason with you. He's in Indianapolis. Oh, meetings? Yeah. Going on? Gotcha. Also, so. I don't know if I'm looking forward to golfing with him because he's like really, 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 really good. Mm. Have, yeah, a couple hole-in-ones on his resume, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you never know. That's when you play your best is going up against the best. See, I wish that were like true. It's like the exact opposite for me. You get intimidated? I don't know if it's intimidated. Or just nervous? I think it's it's got to do with nerves. Yeah. Because you see the person next to you, like, just playing out of their minds. Yeah. And then you're, like, looking at your golf clubs and yelling at them, why can't you do what they're doing? It gets in your mind. Yeah. And then it gets worse and worse and worse. I've been there. Yeah. 100%. So, well, if you can get out there, let us know how you do. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Because not too often can you golf in Wisconsin in the beginning of February. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're getting close to postseason stuff, wrapping up some regular season. Playoffs. Coming oh, yeah. up here. Um, and I know we're recording this on Wednesday, but a huge hockey game tonight. Huge. Huge. Understatement. Hockey game. Women's hockey. Yes. Number one, River Falls. Undefeated yep. River Falls. So, yeah, yeah. Women, so. women go over to River, uh, their second matchup of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's looking, again, we record this Wednesday. The game hasn't happened yet, so as of right, right. now at 10.04 in the morning. Looking at, and not to skip over the regular season in the WIAC, right. looking at NCAA, mm-hmm. we technically have the numbers to make it. So if... Brackets were to be released tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Everything stayed as of chalk. We would be in. Nice. So I think, um, yeah, I mean, between River Falls and Eau Claire, I mean, these last four or five years, it's it's been a two-headed race in the WIAC, like we've said all year long. Um, it's it, it's it's an important game, and I really think it's mm-hmm. it's a caliber that you that they would see if they did make it to the NCAA uh, postseason. Um, there were some key teams that lost. Um, around the nation over the weekend. I know Middlebury dropped, St. Mary's dropped, mm-hmm. um, which the St. Mary's one is huge, especially in our region, because now I believe there's only two teams who have a better pairwise ranking than us okay. on the women's side. Um, and if they can just go ahead and – I guess there's three, including River Falls, but if Adrian and Gustavus can just do their thing and not get upset in their you know conference tournaments, mm-hmm. like – We'll be we'll be sitting sitting pretty. So right, um, yeah. I, I think it's it's one of those one of those games where you know on paper you look at. I think River Falls has the top leading scorer and point getter in the country. And okay, yeah, throw all that out the window. Come on now. Right. It's 
it's it's going to be. You throw those out when it comes to games like this, right? It, yeah. And you know, going over to Hunter Arena, it's it's not an easy place to play in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not nothing that they're unfamiliar with. I mean, it wasn't too long ago that they won the O'Brien Cup in River Falls, right, in front of their fans. So definitely will be it will be a good one. I know it's closer to home. Um, I was watching their game last week against Augsburg, and I don't know if I mentioned this, but like. I t- actually, I talked with some of the girls this this week down at the rink. Um, it was like a home game for us because of how many girls are from Minnesota. Like, just listening on the live stream, like, Augsburg would score. And, you know, it's your normal, like, like home fan reaction. But then right. when we would score, like, the camera was shaking. It was unreal. Awesome. So I'm um, hoping to see a lot of people out there tonight Yep. Um, over in River Falls. Um, and then, yeah, it's kind of two uh, two ends of the spectrum for these last four games, you know. You'd see the top team in the nation twice, and then you see the bottom team in the conference in Northland mm-hmm. over the weekend. So, uh, I mean, I still think they're in. Yeah. I, I really do. I mean, again, playoffs NCAA is supposed to start today. You'd they'd, be in. They'd be in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously they, they want to win. Um, I do think it might take at least beating River at least once to kind of solidify their spot and kind of jump up mm-hmm. those pairwise rankings. Um, but, yeah. They got to lose at some point, right? Uh, one more home one, and that is that final game against River Falls. Not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. Yes, right, the seventeenth. The seventeenth. So, yep. Yeah. Two so. p.m. Um, it's gonna be a big one. Yeah. Big big game down at Hobbs Ice Arena. That energy in Hobbs is gonna be unreal. Right. In a good way. Yeah. Absolutely. So you have not experienced a blue gold uh, hockey game, women's hockey game between River Falls. Put it on the calendar to go 100%. catch that game. Hundred percent. It I is. Mean. It is. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, men's though, they wrap up their regular season this weekend, don't they? With with stouts, with a pretty big, yeah. pretty big uh, series with stouts. Um, the it's you know we we kind of said it was going to be a two headed race. Mm-hmm. I still kind of firmly believe that. Although stout has kind of crept their way into the into the talks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's going to be one of the bigger bigger series between these two teams in the sense of we are five points ahead of Stout um, and we're only two or three behind point. So we can, realistically, we could finish anywhere between first and third after this weekend. Stout could finish anywhere between second and fourth uh, with points and superior playing. Mm-hmm. So uh, if the men win one game, they lock up the second seed. Um, if they win both games and point loses one, uh, there's a whole bunch of math in, involved in it. Um, so there's, there, I mean, there is still a chance for the men to take ownership of that, that first spot. Um, if they do end up tied in points with point, they will be co-regular season champs, but they will lose the tiebreaker uh, heading into playoffs, so they won't get home ice all the way through um, to the finals. Um, but... Yeah, it's it's another big series, especially playing down in Finetti. It's it's never an easy place to play, mm-hmm. um, and that stout team is is coming off some some big weekends. Um, they beat Point not too, I think it was two weeks and two weekends ago, um, and then took Point to overtime. So um, it's gonna be it's gonna be big. I will be a Blue Gold fan through and through this weekend, mm-hmm. but will be a Superior Yellow Jacket fan right after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out John Garver. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, it, it's it, it'll be interesting, but again, it all comes. It, it is it is that time of year, right? And it's that time of year where you know any team can win. And mm-hmm. I think River Falls showed the men that last weekend. Um, I don't think River Falls came out 
like themselves on Friday, which is why they, you know, earned themselves a 6-0 beatdown. Right. And then came back and kind of stuck it to us. And they tied, no matter how many Falcons fans tell me that we lost, mm. they tied. We just lost in the shootout. Shootout, yeah. Which is just an extra point. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's going to be fun. Um, and kind of just looking at, I mean, when we hit, hit playoff schedule, that 23rd and 24th, Doubleheaders those days, mm-hmm. playoffs, at that rink is going to be... I probably will sleep at the rink, to be honest <laughs> with you. But that rink is... Is that necessarily gonna... a bad thing, though? No. Nice yeah. nice couch in coach's office. There you go. So, <laughs> but that rink is going to be... That rink is going to be packed yeah. both days. Uh, you know, I had Justice on, on Monday, and we were kind of talking about some of the games, and it's almost like a like a rivalry week for, for a lot of you guys for some of your games here, because the women's hockey team going up against River Falls... And I know uh, basketball, you know, they got River Falls tonight, but then it's Stout coming up this weekend too. So, I mean, it is you got an I-94. Well, I mean, I don't even know if we say war on I-94 for other sports other than football, but right. uh, it's a Stout-Eau Claire rivalry weekend. That's, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. So. so rivalries across the board right now. And for basketball, both teams looking to, to bounce back after this past weekend. Yeah, again, they, they're they still – both teams are, are – are still in the mix. Mm-hmm. Men probably a little more outside looking in than the women. Um, probably will, would would take them, you know, winning out to make the tournament. Right. Um, but nonetheless, winnable games. And I think that's what it comes down to is just taking, especially with, with River Falls tonight, yep. just take it game by game. Do, you know, just need to take care of business one day at a time. I know it's a very cliche th- thing to say, but... Right. They're they're both right right in the hunt and mm-hmm. just keep keep this thing keep this thing rolling. Yeah, uh, and speaking of stouts, another rivalry wrestling going to be going to stouts. Uh, or excuse me, indoor track and field, not wrestling. Indoor track and field. Sorry, <laughs> don't uh, do that to me. <laughs> my internal calendar's I, like, wait, stout I had, added wrestling and no, I didn't know. I had wrestling on my mind, but then uh, it was like track and field too. Track is that stout. <laughs> My bad over there. So, uh, no, because wrestling's at point. We'll get to wrestling here in a second. But uh, indoor track and field. Yeah, going over stuff for a little quad. Mm-hmm. Um, again, she should be should be good showing. They had a quite they had quite the weekend over at uh, lacrosse. We can't say that. <sighs> I can. <laughs> I've learned that. I even said that on Monday when Jess was saying. I was like, can't say that. I got yelled at for for saying that. So. So then, how do you describe it? Uh, the team that's got uh, like an eagle and it's down to the south. Oh, I was gonna call you on that and say Boston College, but no, that's not south. That's the east. Um, what other school would be south that has an eagle? All right, fair enough. Whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't but yeah. want Coach Snyder mad at me. That's you know, it's a, yeah. it's a good, it's a good, good standard, reason, right? Hold, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so they did. They did very well at the Mark Guthrie invites at mm-hmm. the Maroon School in our conference. Look at that. That was solid. Um, I can tell what kind of line of work you're in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last weekend, a uh, couple. I mean, they just—they're so good, man. Yeah, <laughs> they are. <laughs> I mean, I think they—they they ran the numbers, and I think they put out a—they put out a, a, a post. It was either yesterday or the day before. We have like the top field events, top. Uh, top multi-events, both men's and women's. Rena Stecker broke a program record. Uh, Jacob Ekwe is continuing to just dominate the shot put. 
mm-hmm. throughout the nation. Um, Adam Stroff is right behind him with transfer coming in. Um, they I mean both teams are just it's it's going to be a fun yeah. fun year. I can't wait till. Well, it is kind of spring now, but you know what I mean. Like when they get outdoor and right, kick it into gear here. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah, you know I'm going to go check out. Last year I didn't get to, but I want to check out home invite this year. I didn't know they let you leave the studio. Right now they can't because I spilled water all over my <laughs> pants, so it looks like I peed my pants. So I really don't want to uh, walk out. I need to give you a little behind the curtain. Uh, oh. here, so. Yeah, I won't be leaving the studio anytime soon right now. So <laughs> I got a fan here. I might have to turn it on and kind of dry it out a little bit. So We could just talk here to your pants dry. <laughs> that might take a while. <laughs> uh, how about wrestling now? Don Parker Open uh, was this past weekend. Yeah, what a great showing. Over 300 wrestlers, um, packed gym. Great energy all all, all around. Um, things pretty much went off without a hitch. Um, it's that's always such a fun event for the wrestlers and and coaches and families, um, especially to see some. Just, I don't want to say non traditional, but I mean it's very similar. And I forget what was the the tournament we went out to earlier in there with D two, but like I know there were a couple like St Cloud was there. Mm. Um, I believe a couple of wrestlers from uh, the Badgers were there. Um, it's it, it it's just a it's it's a cool environment and I think this year Fader wanted Fader and his athletes because a lot of the times is Fader will put up like fifteen to seventeen guys in and then the rest of the guys will kind of help run the tournament and this year the notion was nope if you're healthy and you want to wrestle you're gonna get entered in so mm. a lot of blue golds competing a lot of blue golds did very well um, Tristan Massey just continues his dominance on, on that front and they will kind of take that and turn their heads towards last last regular season WIAC, and before we know it, it's WIAC championships. Yeah, you get uh, the get uh, Stevens Point this weekend, and then yeah, right after that WIAC, and there's there's no rest. Keep it going. I don't know if you want any rest right now for how well they're wrestling. Keep the momentum going, right? At this point, but again, like I mean, like like we said, iron sharp sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. They're doing they're at their best. I mean, they're getting the best when it comes to practice. I was actually talking with uh, somebody, or he's our RJ's, our Badger analyst that we have on uh, every Tuesdays down in Madison. He's a big wrestler. And we were talking about Badger wrestling, and he knows Coach Fader. And he made the comment, too. He's like, because we were talking a little bit about uh, Wyack wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I remember RJ reaching out to me a few years ago when you guys hired him. And he, and he was just, like, complimenting that hire so much. And he even said, again, he's like, wherever Coach Fader goes – you're just going to have success. And I think there's a perfect example going on right now. 100%. I mean, these last few years. Yeah, and and it's 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 the fact of not only him in, instilling the culture that he wants and, again, wanting to share his enthusiasm for the sports with everybody else, and but it's, it's bringing in model humans who work day in and day out, and I don't think there's a harder-working team on campus, mm-hmm. um, especially right, right around this time when it comes when we're so close to, to WIAC and – you know they got a little bit of a taste of NCAA last year, and I think their their sights are set on a national championship. And I I firmly believe that's not too far out of the question. I think they, this they have a very very strong deep pool mm-hmm. when it comes to competitors, and I think there's there's no doubt in my mind that 
they'll, they'll make a run for it this year. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, you had another sport uh, kind of kick off this past week too, right? Tennis got into got in some action. Yep, men's tennis uh, officially started their spring schedule. Um, I know they had a a little bit of an exhibition against the club team from University of Minnesota mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday, and they kicked things off down at the YMCA John and Feminar Tennis Center. Um, against Carthage, dropped 7-2. Mm-hmm. Um, talking with some of the guys, they're just trying to figure out, kind of get back in the swing of things, figure out pairings and stuff like that. And right. Well, definitely another team that's that's got a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach Burnett's doing you know doing his thing and and keeping the guys active, and we'll definitely look to you know kind of make some noise here in the the second half of their season and mm-hmm. kind of push for for that WIAC and. And NCAAs. And then uh, just kind of looking at, uh, you had uh, gymnastics uh, also competed at that team down there to the south. Starts with an L. Uh, placing second out of three. Luxembourg? Yep. No. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not self. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatsoever. Um, yeah. I mean, they so just... do we count that as success since Coach was on the podcast? Or is that like a, you know, since it was like halfway, is it neutral? Do we give a point to the win column if you're a guest? You have success? What do you think? I'm confused. We had Coach on last week for gymnastics. Oh, you're talking about the podcast bump. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like the meat in general. Oh, no, 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 no. No, like do we get the podcast bump? They beat a team. Okay, so that's a podcast bump. W. Yep. W. All right. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, they they competed well, and I know they were – it's, it's always interesting with with gymnastics and kind of following along with scores because you get through like two or three rotations and you're you're at some points and and you might be so many points behind but people got to realize this you know where the most points are scored is usually at least in my experience correct me if I'm wrong Jesse but is is the vault and that's what we ended on and that's mm-hmm. where we you know ended up jumping jumping Greenville and and, and took over that that second place spot and it's one of those things where you know you can look at look at how those things kind of match up and and kind of just yeah just wait to wait till the the meet is over i think that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing so they continue their 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 hot streak um they got simpson this friday mm-hmm. um it'll be friday's friday's gonna be a fun fun time up in mcphee and olson because we got gymnastics at six up in the mcphee center uh, the gym, and then wrestling against Stevens Point in the Olsen 8 edition um, in the blue gym in the basement. Mm-hmm. Not basement. Um, lower track area, secondary gym. I don't okay. know what you call it. Yeah. Somebody def- it's called somebody- blue, the blue gym. Gotcha. Sounds good. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, What else do we got here? We've got, uh, well, we might as well, because we got our guests coming up here, lacrosse coming up with their season starting in a little less than a month. But they're practicing right now. The girls' uh, lacrosse team. Really fun conversation with with the three. Yeah. Uh, on there, but also uh, a, a program that started off with a success, bang with success right away. But you got a new coach, first right. year head and coach. And I think I think the biggest test for them is going to be how they can continue that success. But at the same time, they now have they have a path to the NCAA's through the WIAC, and having that conference schedule is is huge, especially when it comes to games. Um, Especially in this Midwest weather, as we all know, it it really is, is a toss up. And there were there were games last year where usually you know for like baseball, softball, you'd you'd reschedule because you you're trying to get so many games in. Whereas when it came to lacrosse, it was kind of just like 
we just don't have time. Mm-hmm. And we were always, it was always with schools that had their own conferences. And when we wanted to re- reschedule, because we had a break while everybody else is doing their their postseason for conference. So having an in-depth and like solidified schedule for the WIAC going forward is going to be nice going through WIAC tournaments. I mean, everybody will hear it. The girls are, they're amped up and mm-hmm. they're ready to capture that first women's lacrosse WIAC title and, mm-hmm. and have some fun with it this spring. And as we will hear here too, you got a couple players who literally from both ends of the country coming over and, and are members of this team. Right, and I think that's it's one of the things where, I mean, we, we kind of talk about a, um, I kind of share, share my thoughts a little bit with with what what I kind of think Coach Rodovi can, can do for, mm-hmm. for an area that really isn't very lacrosse-centric. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, there's no high school teams here in town that has that have, have lacrosse, or if they do, it's probably just a after-school club, and mm-hmm. it's not really that competitive. You'd have to go, you know, to the cities, but even over in the cities, it's it's scarce. So right. taking that, that east eastern lacrosse bug and trying to, you know, kind of plant it here in the Midwest and kind of build something up and mm-hmm. and kind of make it bigger than, Absolutely. bigger than we believe. Yep. All right, shall we do it? Let's rock. Let's, let's do it. So, all right, so we're going to take a quick break from our sponsors, here from our sponsors, and we'll talk uh, a little bit more lacrosse after these few words. Where do you go for great burgers, drinks, and fun? Wahlburgers inside your local Hy-Vee. The Wahlburgers and Hy-Vee stores have a large menu, including a kid's menu, plus a full bar. You'll find the classic Wahlburgers favorites, including Mark and Donnie Wahlberg's favorite burgers and Chef Paul Wahlberg's famous tater tots. Plus amazing appetizers, sandwiches and salads, and delicious shakes and desserts. For a great meal on the go, check out Wahlburgers at Hy-Vee. With a Royal Credit Union checking account, you get endless ways to bank, save, and spend. Royal's checking accounts offer all the benefits you need, like no minimum balance, no monthly fees, and customizable real-time alerts. You'll have access to our free online banking and mobile app, so managing your account is easy. We're in your neighborhood, on your phone, and here to help. Open your checking account with Royal Credit Union today at rcu.org slash royalcheckingaccount, insured by NCUA. We are back with uh, the second half of this episode of the Rolling with the Golds podcast, and we're going to chat some lacrosse. Nick, we've got uh, we got a few uh, lacrosse players in the studio right now. Yeah, we got a trio uh, coming in. It's almost their season coming up here shortly in the spring. Um, figured why not get uh, kind of let, let them kind of come in. A newer program on campus, but definitely have made a name for themselves uh, over the past couple of years. Uh, dominating the Midwest, uh, stuff like that. Uh, so left or right, ladies, just kind of say hi when I, when I when I say your name. Uh, so we got Ella. Hello. We nice got, to see you guys. <laughs> we got Reagan. Hi. And then we got Taylor. Hello. So nice scope between the three of them. Uh, Ella and Reagan have both played here. Reagan's a sophomore. Ella's a junior, correct? Yes. And then Taylor is first year. Um, all come from kind of different backgrounds. If we kind of want to lead into that. Um with Ella, you know, you coming from Maryland, Taylor, California, and then Minnesota. Shout out Minnesota uh, with Reagan. Uh, Ella, we'll kind of start with you. Why Eau Claire? Well, I was looking to play D3, and honestly, I was trying to stay East Coast at first, but everything around me was, like, a super small school. There was really not many D3s that held a lot of, like, 
different majors or a lot of different students. And Aubrey reached out to me through my recruiting website, who was the coach at the time here. And Eau Claire was just a perfect size. It had a lot of majors I was interested in. And I was kind of just excited at that point to get away from home and try something new since everything at home kind of wasn't meeting my expectations school-wise. Interesting. And then uh, California, what was – I mean, come on now. That's I mean, I came here mostly for lacrosse. Yeah. I, there aren't really a lot of Division three near home, and it's mostly Division one. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the – I liked Aubrey. She was who recruited me. Mm-hmm. And then Minnesota, not that far. What, no. what part of Minnesota for you? Um, I'm from Shoreview, Minnesota. Okay. So it's, yeah, north of the cities. Gotcha. Um, but the main reason, well, I didn't really know what I wanted to do or if I wanted to play lacrosse, but I was reaching out to schools, and Aubrey was one of the people I reached out to. And I took a tour of the campus, and I really liked it. And I also didn't want a small school because I feel like some of the Minnesota schools that are D3, they're also pretty small. Mm-hmm. This is one of the bigger ones, and I just really thought the campus was pretty and beautiful. Yeah? Yep. Awesome. Uh, So, you know, with your recruiting thing, how big of an adjustment uh, was it maybe, I mean, for a couple of you moving quite a bit of ways away from home, uh, was that a big adjustment for for you guys uh, initially when you first got on campus and first started going to school here? Um, Yeah, well, since I've never really been to college before, it was a big adjustment either way. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. it's definitely a big adjustment. The weather, yeah, it doesn't get really cold at all in California, <laughs> especially so- Southern California. Well, you're getting spoiled now. This is kind of a weird weather, winter weather over here. The so. fact that this is considered warm <laughs> is worrying me. <laughs> yeah, my honestly, this year hasn't been bad. My first two years here, the biggest thing with me was the weather too, and it was. I literally remember walking down the hill and thinking, like, how is my heart still beating? Like, how can I survive in this cold of weather? I just couldn't understand it because it gets cold in Maryland, but nothing like this. Mm-hmm. And how about, I mean, even for coming over from Minnesota? I mean, it's like the same weather. Yeah. It's, there's not that much of a difference. You're used to it, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. So I got to ask because I've never played lacrosse, but lacrosse was always a sport that I wanted to learn to play. It just looked really... Uh, fun, intriguing to me. What was it that got you guys into lacrosse? How did you start playing lacrosse? Or what was kind of maybe your first memory of of participating in it? Um, For me, lacrosse is huge in Maryland. It's like the hub of it. So both of my parents played growing up and my mom was like, I want to coach a team. Do you want to start playing? So I just kind of did it because of her. And it's honestly, everyone plays it around me. So it's not something that like I had to like look for. It was kind of just like, hey, you should do this because everyone else does too. So, yeah, my mom was my coach, which was super fun growing up, and all of my friends would play with me. It was just a really popular thing to do at home. Um, So when I was in seventh grade, I did, like, a clinic that was just like, oh, like, try lacrosse, we'll provide sticks, goggles, like, et cetera. And I kind of just, like, fell in love with the sport there. And then since I was seventh grade, there wasn't, like, a youth team. I'd have to go straight to high school and play, like, as a seventh grader. Mm. But they made an exception for me because I was, it was my first year, so I got to play with, like, all the kids that are a year younger than me, and that's kind of, like, how it started. Gotcha. Um, I actually didn't want to play lacrosse at first. I played field <laughs> hockey for a few years, and I was going to go to college for that, but my mom kind of forced me to go to tryouts, and my field hockey coach was my lacrosse coach. Okay. So she also forced me to go, and it soon became my favorite sport. Mm-hmm. So what's I gotta ask to, to follow up on there? Field hockey, lacrosse, biggest differences between the two, or biggest adjustment you had to go through? Field hockey's played all on the ground, mm-hmm. so that was 
it's lacrosse seemed more of a crossover between softball and field hockey, mm-hmm. so it worked out. Right. Interesting. I've always wanted. so. Would you say like kind of maybe related to you, and and maybe a little opposite for you because it was so popular in Maryland. But was it you know something that you know youth teams or, or teams kind of growing up was it kind of hard to maybe catch on board with, with those teams a little bit or was it you know because basketball I mean you've got AAU and other sports are out there was it was it hard to find other teams to maybe you know kind of tag along with um so there was like I feel like the skill level definitely ranged from like team to team and sometimes like the skill level would be like a big big differences like we like in youth we'd like kill one team but then we'd get killed by another team mm-hmm. And I think, like, for me, it definitely was hard at first because I couldn't catch or throw a ball. <laughs> so, but then I kind of, like, picked it up after, like, two or three weeks and, like, kind of figured out the ropes and, like, how to play. Because at first, my coach just kind of, like, threw me in expecting that I know knew what to do. And the first thing I did was just shoot it with a bunch of people in front of me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got a red card for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you just casually said that, you know, red card for, for that one, too. That's perfect. So was it a pretty popular, or is it pretty popular in California? Um, yeah, it's pretty popular on the West Coast. It's obviously more of an East Coast thing, but it's mm-hmm. becoming super popular on the West Coast. All right. So, and you were very young when you started playing? Was that just... I started playing in third grade, so I think I was okay. like seven or eight years old. Okay. So, yeah, very, I mean, young compared yeah, to a lot of... Yeah, I've my whole life, pretty much. Exactly. So, um, you know, what's it like, you know, participating, I mean, being a part of a new program, right? So, you know, a couple of years in, um, but very successful right away. Was that, you know, kind of the mindset going in? Was it, you know, what what was that like to have instant success and kind of a target on your backs right away? That was one of my biggest draws coming to Eau Claire is also that it was a new program. I was really excited to be a part of that and help start that up and, like, I just thought it was really cool that people are spreading lacrosse to the Midwest and that it's getting so much bigger. So it was honestly the most exciting thing for me that we were actually able to succeed and do it because that was kind of everything I wanted from this program. And it's just been super exciting that I think that all of the WIAC is building. We actually have a conference this year for the first year. Mm-hmm. And and there's a lot of uh, just schools that are adding the team. So it's really fun getting to play everyone else and just build up all the programs. I think it's super exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what is it? So what's the biggest adjustment maybe from when you guys were playing in like club or high school or maybe a different sports into lacrosse? But what's been the biggest adjustment playing at that college level? Um, I want to say the rule changes because there's some rules that you can't do like in high school that you can do in college. Okay. Like, as a defender, like, you can't go in the goalie's crease, uh, like, in high school at all. And this one, you can, uh, like, the attack can't go in the goalie's crease, but, like, the defenders can, like, go in there and help, like, guide the attacker not to go in the net. And then also another new one is to, like, you have to drop the stick at the end of a goal. So they can check your stick every time someone scores. Yeah, I think that's one of the funniest one to watch our freshmen get used to. I remember my freshman year, I scored a goal. And if you don't drop your stick, they can take the goal back. So one of my teammates like ripped the stick out of my hand and dropped it on the ground because we don't want the goal taken back. It's it's kind of a silly thing, but it's really funny when everyone adjusts to it. So why do they have to check the stick? To make sure our pocket's not too deep because okay. it's different. Like with boys' sticks, they're super deep, then the girls' ones are much flatter. So if like the ball sits below the top of the stick then it's an illegal stick and it's too deep and they'll take 
even so back. like you know just because i'm playing i i don't know this but like say you scored another one do they still have to check it even though they already checked it prior yep they check it after every every single, goal. single one wow i've that's kind of an interesting rule a yeah, little bit there <laughs> so what's is there a benefit to having it a little bit deeper in there or what um, I feel like it's just easier to keep the ball in your stick. And also if someone like checks you by like hitting okay. your stick with their stick, the ball can fall out and then it's just easier to like keep it in there. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So do you have like backups like hockey has maybe backup sticks if something breaks or anything like that? Do you guys um, have anything like that? I or? feel like I have like my old stick and I'll like bring it around, but usually I think some of us have like two sticks, but okay. yeah, I also have like an old stick that I have yeah. as my backup just they don't really break too often but we'll probably have a stick or two break a season so it's not super big but it will happen gotcha how physical is the game for anybody who maybe is not familiar with lacrosse how how physical can it get so you can go oh you can go ahead (laughs) i will okay so it's considered a non-contact sport but i really would disagree with that (laughs) because i do have like bruises up and down my arms from other people (laughs) <laughs> so like inadvertent sticks high sticking or something like that or well, like running into like use their stick to like guide you out of like the like shooting like area i guess like on and uh, just by pushing you out because okay. you're driving in they're pushing you out you just like naturally get bruises like on your arms or like if you get hit by a ball mm-hmm. that doesn't happen that often but i did get hit this season <laughs> or <laughs> in practice but They'll leave a pretty uh, bruise. Yeah. Right? It's not like they can slash at us and, like, wind their sticks up and hit us. But if you have two hands on the stick, you can, like, push up against somebody. So Okay. Yeah. So you can't, like, go on a dead run and just, like, tackle or hit somebody <laughs> no, or anything like no, that? Okay. Nothing like that? No? Okay. I wasn't sure. I wasn't, you know. I mean, <laughs> hey, it would make it more interesting. <laughs> I know. Well, in the movies, they kind of show that sometimes. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. I mean, I'm like, that's kind of where I thought it, you could. So, okay. good to know. It's a non-contact sport, though. I never would have guessed that. Yeah. It's a non-contact sport. So, uh, with that, what do you think is your biggest, you know, your, your college athletes, what is a typical day like for, for you girls? Like, wh- when you wake up, go to class, practice, game, what's what's a typical day look like for you guys? Um, I kind of scheduled my classes around practices. So, I kind of just go to class, go to practice, and then in the evenings, since I have class during our team lifts, I'll go and make up our lifts in the gym, and then I'll probably go for a run, and that's kind of about it. Maybe I'll hang out with my friends before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's honestly just like I eat a really big breakfast, go to yeah. class, eat my lunch in class, go to practice, go back to class, hit lift, come home, eat a big dinner, do some homework, and go to sleep. Yeah, That's what it's like oh. in season. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. How much like off-season, what do you guys do usually like for off-season training? Um, so we usually will have like practice 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. And we have to get there 15 minutes early. So I love that mindset. We have to be there at 545. (laughs) And then we'll have that. What was it? Like Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, Yeah. something like that. And then we'll have lift like two times a week too. So like Tuesday, Thursday. Okay. At like a normal, well, actually, isn't it like at? 6:30? It was like at seven a.m. or something. Okay, yeah, maybe it was still early, early not <laughs> a normal time, but it seemed a lot better than the five forty-five. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> so we're doing something every day, but it's not as busy. And we did that for about two months, and then we had a big scrimmage day with a lot of the other schools around here. Yeah. Okay. So, what positions do you guys play? I play attack, so I'm an offensive position. Okay. 
Um, I play midfield, so I play defense, offense, run everywhere. Okay. I'm also a midfielder. Okay. So it's like you, you're kind of like doing both offense and defense, you know, sort of. Can anybody yeah. score on, on, you know, I'm going to ask maybe some stupid questions to you guys, but can anybody score on, on, a, on a lacrosse team besides I mean, maybe the goalie? Technically, yeah. Okay. Because a defender can cross into the offensive zone, but then like a midfielder attack has to like stay Even back out. in yeah. their position for and them. keep like four people on that side of the field. Okay. Nick, I'm going to bring you in. How similar is it to like hockey maybe for, for some to paint a picture to, to that? It's, I would say... It's interesting. Um, you, I think Taylor, you were the one that, that kind of mentioned. It's kind of a cross between field hockey and and softball. I think you said. I I kind of link it towards a mixture between a little bit of hockey, but also um, soccer in a sense of you know eleven players on the field. I do think the one which I I give y'all credit because the whole rule of only having a certain amount of people across the half line in the offensive zone and having to keep track of that. I that no that that doesn't work for me. It's not how my brain works. My brain is get the ball, put the ball in the net, and that's about it. So I probably would leave that up to my teammates to make sure we're counting correctly. Um, but but I think you guys are right in the sense of you know it not being a contact sport, but it really is. I mean, taking cross checks to the to the ribs or the side and into your shoulders, and you guys don't wear padding, which is like those games get they get physical. Yeah. Especially, in, and I gotta imagine, especially like Ella, like you said, you know, the adding of the conference and the WIAC this year um, being huge. I think there's a really good chance for some nice rivalries to kind of start between the likes of Lacrosse, River Falls, Point, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, the flow of the game, I, I would definitely link it to soccer in a sense of it's not as fast paced as hockey, um, but at least in the in the offensive zone. Um, and I gotta imagine even in like the defensive, because you guys play. You guys play, like, man-to-man D-zone coverage, right? Yeah, we usually play man-to-man unless we're, like, down a player. And then we'll play, like, a zone defense. Right. So it it is kind of just a mixture, but I also think it's it's unique enough in itself where it's it's kind of its own thing. Now, you mentioned down a player. Where, what do you mean by, like, is it like hockey, somebody's in a penalty box or something like that? Like, wh- yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, if you get a yellow card, I think you're off for two minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can also get a red card and you're off for... A- the game. Yeah, you're out. out? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then you're out for the game. And this year they added the new rule of green cards for one minute, which will be really interesting because they'll pass out green cards for very minimal penalties. Like, not much, well, like a little push, and you get a green card. So I think it'll really affect gameplay because we could be like three girls down at one point with those green cards being added. So that'll be interesting to see how it plays out this season. So how much, like, does strategy come do you guys have like plays you know or anything like that or like what how much does strategy come into play for for you guys during a game I think there's a lot of strategy this like kind of like preseason leading up to our season in a few weeks we've been working a lot with like our how we're going to do our clears our plays that we're going to do working with our uh defense whether it's going to be the like high pressure or the low pressure so it's a lot of planning ahead of time and then just in season kind of deciding which one we're going to do during the games yeah Mm-hmm. So you guys, new coach this year. How's how's that uh, transition been for for you guys? I mean, I've really liked it so far. I think it is like challenging for him because it's only him right now. Like trying to schedule all the games, getting us to practice, getting practice times, uh, like scheduling the field. So I think it is a little difficult for him. He is looking for an assistant coach, so Nick. everybody wants a coach. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But I've really liked him as a coach so far. 
Yeah. It was actually really exciting for me because Coach Rowe was my club coach when I was in high school. Okay. I reached out to him after Aubrey stepped down, and he's a really popular coach back at home. He's worked with a lot of different programs and club teams and stuff. So I reached out to him, and I was like, hey, if you know anyone that needs that wants a position out here, and he texted me, and he was like, I'm actually looking for a head coaching position. And so he ended up applying and getting the job, which was Super exciting. And I like having like a little piece of home, somebody that knows everything that I know. So that's been really cool for me. And then also I think he just has so much experience. He's been coaching lacrosse for so long and he's coached hockey too. So I think it's really nice having someone with a lot of knowledge and background in the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I didn't really play under Aubrey, but mm-hmm. I did like meet her. She was who recruited me and I came to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I think Coach Rowe has been a great coach. He's always got some sort of play that we're working on at practice. We're always doing something. Mm-hmm. And Nick, I don't know if you can, you know, uh, obviously it was a success right away with Coach Aubrey, you know, and to have that success, you know, to for for the process, I got to imagine that kind of came into play trying to find a coach that would continue that success and maybe even take it up a notch too. Right, and I think that's the that's the biggest thing we're kind of looking for is, you know, I, I, we've talked about it many times. I mean – it's not a knock to you all, but none of none of us expected this to pop off the way it did. You know, women's lacrosse and men's soccer came out of the gate very, very quickly, and you know, put up record-setting seasons. And it's one of those things where you know it was tough to you know kind of see Aubrey go, but we knew that we needed to find somebody that could take over and continue the, the success. And I think the big thing, and Ella, maybe you can speak on this, is bringing in somebody, somebody. Not not that just has the knowledge, but who knows how to possibly continue the success, but also kind of drive it here. Because it's not something that I – mean, do any of our high schools here in town have lacrosse? I don't think so. And so how could we get some get someone in who's got that knowledge who could possibly, you know, start something like that? And that's what Coach Rowe brought to the table was as much as he was excited to, you know, continue the success of the program and, and coach at the D3 level, he also – you know, shared his interest in possibly starting a club team here in town and trying to, you know, build it up here and possibly make Eau Claire, you know, I wouldn't say to level like baseball is here in town, but kind of make this a, a hub here in the Midwest. I mean, because out east, from what he said, they take that as religiously as anybody else, you know. Yeah, it was really fun in high school. I mean, because I was on a club team, a lot of club teams will travel, but I never had to travel ever because there's probably about 100 turf fields within 20 miles of my house. Everyone was always coming to me. And what you were saying with him building the program, like I said I came out here, I wanted to watch the program grow and be a part of that. And he's he was really good at home. I know he was one of like the big people in creating the club that I played for. And so when I heard he was going to create one out here, I thought that was super exciting and awesome. And I know he's done it at home. And I think if you can create a successful club in such a competitive lacrosse environment, then he could definitely create a successful one out here. Awesome. Good stuff. Now you guys had a little bit earlier mentioned kind of recruiting process. What is, what was that recruiting process like for you? Cause I think one of you mentioned, you know, you had a recruiting site. Uh, on there, I mean, what kind of give us a little bit of background? What's that like as you're trying to find somewhere to to go play collegiate uh, lacrosse? Um, I had an app on my phone, and I had videos posted on there, and it would just say that a college in the state of Wisconsin has viewed your profile, okay. and then they would reach out to my coach, who would approve, um, who would approve each of them, and then they could contact me. Okay, 
interesting. Is that kind of similar to, to you guys too, or? Yeah, I also did reach out to some other coaches. I had the same thing. I had like a website with with like highlights and stuff. But, um, I did reach out to Aubrey, and then that's kind of how that started. But yeah, mine's kind of the same way as Taylor's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was also a part of a recruiting website. I was with NCSA. It's kind of a popular one, but um, that was really nice just for looking at all the schools and stuff, especially I was trying to get recruited during COVID, so I really couldn't go visit schools very well and see actually what campus looked like. But I would do, since it was COVID, my parents were off of work, we would drive to a lot of places, which was really fun. But again, it was hard to see the campuses with no students there, no professors. It was right. just a blank campus. So. so it sounds like you guys kind of, for the most part, did your own recruiting. Uh, a little bit like you guys were the ones recruiting yourselves selling yourselves out there is that accurate yeah yeah definitely interesting so that's kind of a different change in recruiting a little bit there too uh you know because you know you're so used to hearing coaches maybe going out there traveling the country but you guys were putting in the legwork too how rewarding was that then you putting in the work and then you are playing at at the college level that had to be pretty cool feeling yeah definitely yeah, no, I thought it was really cool because I was like, oh, my gosh, like a college is reaching out to me. Like, I felt so <laughs> special. <laughs> and, like, start other, college, other colleges started reaching out to me, and I was like, oh, look at this. Like, this is so exciting. Yeah. It's yeah. like your work is actually it's, somebody's paying attention to yes, it a little uh, bit. Right? Yeah, it was an exciting feeling. Yeah, it sure. takes a lot of work to build up your recruiting page. Like, I would edit my own highlight reels and stuff and make them, and mm-hmm. I would update after every tournament. And if I was going to a tournament, I would email all the coaches. So it was definitely a lot of work. And to finally do it, it besides just, like, graduating high school and everything, it was honestly really rewarding, like, knowing I put in all that work to recruit and then actually finding a school that was a really good fit because that was – I was honestly searching so hard for, like, the perfect fit. I really found it here at Eau Claire. That's awesome. Yeah, I had I was lucky enough to have a parent that was they were a parent of a younger girl on the team, but they were willing to record and put together clips of me for my recruiting profile, so I didn't have to do a whole lot. Right. Um but I went on a few trips. It took a while to figure out which one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom really she kind of showed me this one because she's got friends who live in Eau Claire. Okay. So she helped me find this school. So your mom had connections in Eau Claire uh, yeah. already a little bit there? We used to live here, I guess, when I was like maybe one. I don't Can't remember, remember it, it, but okay. she's got friends here. Well, that's kind of an interesting tie that, you know, you're back to where you used to live, even though you can't re- remember that. Did that come into fat play when you were getting recruited or, you know, looking for somewhere to play? Um, it does because I have family nearby. So I've okay. got her friend in Eau Claire and then I've got my um, stepmom's parents and okay. her family in Minneapolis. Uh, Minneapolis. Okay, so a little bit of a connection yeah. uh, over here too. So that's interesting. How how often do your does your family members get to come watch you play? Usually, my family will come up once in the spring, pretty much. But they'll try to do like a longer weekend where they can possibly see two games if we have like a Friday game and then a Monday game or something, which is really good. And then we stream all of our games too, so they're always watching and supporting from home. Perfect. Yeah. So I feel like a, with a lot of games getting canceled last year. My parents never actually came to Eau Claire and was able to come and watch me, but they did watch an Augsburg game because that's really close to me. But I'm hoping they can come more this year. Yeah. Um, my mom and my sister are coming in April because we have three home games in one week. Oh, nice. So they're coming for that. And then I think some of my grandparents from Minneapolis are coming to like the ones closer to them or okay. stuff like that. 
So you mentioned somebody mentioned turf. Uh, is it all turf or is it grass turf or do you have a preference? Uh, what what's that? That's a, like a debate, you know, a, a lot in football and such. Turf but. is definitely so much nicer for lacrosse because we have to scoop the ball when it's on the ground, and if you have like bumpy ground or super long grass, it can be almost impossible to pick the ball up. No, actually, I totally agree with that. And then also, if it's like the grass is lumpy, it will like bounce a weird direction too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, sometimes I can, like, trick the goalie out, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's just not out. helpful. <laughs> same for, same for mean, you? We, I think we maybe played one game in high school on grass, and then okay. we just didn't play after that there. We would just, we just ignore going, it. We yep. that not school. scheduling that one? Us, but we weren't going there. So turf is a bigger thing for, for lacrosse, like, Definitely. must play on turf over there? Interesting. Uh, because yeah, it's 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 a debate, you know, for different sports. I would imagine uh, out there too. So, and I gotta imagine with the with the field up at Upper Campus too, that's making a huge difference to, to at Simpson Field there. Yeah, I, I definitely think that was. I mean, it was definitely part of a big part of the reason why um, Simpson was built, adding adding lacrosse in there, and and you guys kind of sharing the space with soccer and stuff like that. I kind of want to transition. Have we been in Sonatag yet? No, I really want to go look at it, though. I no, really haven't been able to, to go it. look at it yet. No. I'm super excited for it. I think I've heard that other teams have, like, gotten to tour it, but I really want to look. All right, I'm your connect, all right? Like, Is it perfect? Okay, perfect. It's not done no, yet. It's, not oh, done okay, yet. Okay. it's Taylor, <laughs> it, it's been, built, been being built for, like, 10 years. So, oh, slow, slow, slow paces. Um, yeah, no, I'm your guys' connect. We'll get you guys in there. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. I'm so excited for that because we had so many games canceled last year for nice. the cold and the snow, and I think it'll bring a lot of teams to Eau Claire being able to play in that. You're 100 percent right, and that's where we're thinking about. You know, I think Coach Rose is already thinking about scheduling for next year. You know, even though we haven't played a game this year yet, which welcome to the life of a college coach. Um, that's going to be huge for. For, for us, in a sense of it, it it truly will allow us to, you know, because we don't start games until March 2nd, and you guys start on the road over in Michigan. What if we started here at home with a slate of games? What if we held, a, a you know, a tournament on a weekend, mm-hmm. bringing that, you know, some of that cash flow um, back back to our sports and, and stuff like that? But I think that's it's a, it's a huge thing. I think the other part of it is, you know, it is the Midwest. It is inclement weather. It is Mother Nature basically rolling the dice and... We are at, mm-hmm. we are we are at her her expense on on well, what what the weather is like day in and day out, and I think that's it's it's gonna be it's gonna be massive not only for you know you guys but I think the sport in general, especially around here because we have Sonatag, we have you know uh, Valley Sports Academy mm-hmm. out there, which I know there's been some I think some like instructionals or something like that, um, possibly a, a club coming out to VSA, um, but it it will be huge. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, we'll have to. I'll have to connect with Cultural. We got to get you guys out there because it is. You can, you'll see pictures online and everything like that. It doesn't do its justice. It's gonna be. It's it's gonna be awesome for us. Um, I do. Sorry, I no, mean to cut you. no, don't worry, because I haven't been invited over there yet either. So I don't. <laughs> well, you live here. You can. They, I'm an alum, and I haven't been invited yet either. So I, I didn't realize they allowed you to leave the studio. <laughs> they don't. They don't. Um, I kind of want to talk, and maybe Reagan and Ella, you can kind of help answer this. Road trips, fun, probably you know making some memories and stuff like that. Because y'all are traveling a lot this year. You know, again, starting off going to Michigan. There's a slate where you hit up Indiana and Michigan again, and then we're going out to Colorado Springs halfway through the year. Excited. 
I mean, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I think it also helps that because um, I'm like we're all out to be in the bus, but then usually like halfway through we'll all like start to settle down, and then I can get like a lot of homework done. So then it just gives me like time to actually do homework instead of like forcing myself to go to the library or like forcing myself to do whatever instead of doing something I would rather something rather do something else with my time. So I kind of like them, but also I feel like we've also made a lot of great memories. Like we made a family tree. <laughs> and We're we, always just doing fun stuff as a team on yeah. the bus. Like we also found this app that converted or like would take our faces and like make us all to boys. And then we made like a dating show out of it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely interesting for bus rides, but it's all there's no like dull moment. No, never. And last year it was really fun getting to fly to Texas and, like, see a new city, especially, too, like, coming from so far away. Like, I've gotten to see so many cities just in the Midwest here. Like, I've never been out to the Midwest before. (laughs) So it's really cool to see all of that. We've been to Chicago. We went to Texas. I don't know. We go a lot of places. So it's really cool to get to see everything, and Mm -hmm. it's really fun traveling together. But those eight-hour bus rides, that will be long. Yeah. But we're lucky lucky enough, we have, like, a pretty small team where a lot of us can get the two seats to ourselves, which is nice. You can get comfortable. Take naps, too. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been warned, Taylor. Apparently there's, there's a dating show when you hit the bus. So. <laughs> I'm worried. <laughs> Be prepared. All right. Uh, are you ready to do some lightning round questions with, with this? Yeah. Unless you had another one you wanted to hit up before we get to, to lightning round. Very difficult thought provoking questions okay okay right on the fly favorite food steak yeah honestly i'd agree with that steak <laughs> pasta pasta yeah. all right what kind of pasta do you like a sauce certain sauce or all of it uh, or fettuccine alfredo is my favorite nice what kind of how do you like your steak medium rare okay but like my favorite cut is a filet but okay. medium rare but like with the butter on top this is supposed to be quick right i know but like, <laughs> but, like i just it's so good <laughs> <laughs> Got to be specific, right? Yeah, Got to yeah, be exactly. specific. Uh, favorite movie? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ooh, classic. <laughs> I don't know. No, I just got on you. I can't think of one. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm not a big movie watcher. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, we'll go with Ferris. Yeah. The overall, right? Okay, how about, are you streaming anything? Binge watching anything? No. <laughs> I really don't be watching TV like that. I'm binging uh, Grey's Anatomy and Ted Lasso. Nice. Ted Lasso. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't really watch that much TV. I'm always doing homework. I never have time for it. <laughs> How about favorite music? I love country. Morgan Wallen fan. For okay, sure. That's good. Okay. Taylor Swift, though. Yes. Taylor <laughs> yeah. Swift. She just announced a new album. Oh. Yes. I'm so excited. Do I have to ask who you're picking for the Super Bowl then? I mean, yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah. I feel like that's a given. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Ravens fan, so I was a little hurt by the Chiefs' loss, so I'm going 49ers this year. <laughs> nice. I like it. We're going to put you guys up on the marker board over here, too. So, uh, what's. Do you guys. We ask this for every team. Do you have like pregame music? Anybody in charge of that? Or. What, our goalies in yeah, is that Alex kind of, yeah. Nice okay. yeah. What kind of music is it? It's a lot of random yeah. music. <laughs> yeah. from I something mean, from Disney Channel to like to like rap. Yeah, it's yeah. all over the place. Just <laughs> anything that'll get people to sing along to. Yeah. We'll play. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Me I like and it. And Jess, we're doing the uh, 
Teen Beach Movie Dance at practice the other yes. day. Yes. <laughs> no, it was, like, Teen Beach Movie to, like, some other, like, rap music, and I was like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what just happened? Is it embarrassing that I know exactly what you're talking about? <laughs> Do you know what they're talking? Nope. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's so good. Nope. So Which good. one was it? It was like, I don't remember this song. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it right now. <laughs> uh, how about, what is your favorite? Uh, Favorite sports team outside of lacrosse? You just kind of mentioned you're a Ravens, Ravens fan. Ravens fan, so, yeah, you know. for sure. Uh, Minnesota Wild. San Diego Padres or San Diego Seals? Ooh, Padres. What do you think about uh, Soto getting traded off to, to New York? That's so sad. I love Soto. <laughs> I was actually really hoping, um, who's the one that just got signed to the Dodgers? The oh, Otani? Yes. I was hoping he'd go to the Padres. I knew he wouldn't, but... yeah. It's like, a little bit of hope. Everybody wanted Otani, I think. Seven hundred million is insane. Though. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, how about your? Uh, what's your? Actually, what's your college majors right now? I'm in elementary education. Okay. I'm a finance major. I'm exercise science with a Spanish minor. Nice. Wow, that's a little kind of opposite ended there a little bit. Well, there's a lot of uh, Spanish in San Diego. Okay, that so makes sense. Yep. Kind of figured that would. Help me out. Smart. Smart. How about, uh, I'm going to ask, do you guys have a favorite book? I don't like to read. <laughs> but you're all into homework. Homework's <laughs> like your answer for everything, so you got to read a little I bit, mean, right? Yeah, but I That's don't educational like reading. reading. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not for leisure or anything like I, that? I'm a little bit of a nerd, and I love reading Harry Potter. I yes. read it as a kid, and I just started rereading it. I'm on the fourth book. It's super fun. I've reread the Harry Potter book six times. Um, I'm currently rereading Percy Jackson now because the show just came out. Mm -hmm. so, nice. Yeah. I mean, I just did read half a book, if that counts for anything. <laughs> but okay, but I like was reading it on my way to Thailand. Like those flights are really long, and what am I gonna do for that? So what? You didn't finish it? I mean, I'm on like page 214. Out of what? Like 300. You gotta finish that. <laughs> Actually, I think it's like 370. Yeah, you're but, like you're like 60. What? 70 percent through? Yeah, I'm like. Over halfway, but I'm at a boring part, so it's hard for me to pick it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Harry Potter, favorite movie or book? The third one, Prisoner of Prisoner, Azkaban. Prisoner, yep. See, I like the fourth movie, but I really loved the second book, Chamber of Secrets. But The Goblet of Fire is the best the movie. The fourth the movie, 100%. Yeah. 100%. You think The Goblet of Fire is the best one? It's so good. The it sixth is. one, too, though. That one's also good. Half-Blood Prince. See, it's either Prisoner or Half-Blood Prince for me for the yeah. favorite movie. I feel like the fourth one, that's just how I would, if anybody wanted to like watch Harry Potter, I would say go watch Goblet of Fire. Because there's, there's more action, of, like, right? Yeah, it's an yeah. action-packed one. Yeah, I would agree with that. Definitely, I would agree with that. So, uh, favorite athlete when you were growing up as a kid? Or even now? Okay, I'm going to say two. So You can only have one. That's, that's okay. but, no, but no, there's I'm two. I'm picking two. Okay, so there's Sydney Brought, and she came from my high school, and I always, like, looked up from her, and she did end up playing, uh, like, on the national team for hockey. And then also McDavid, too. Connor McDavid? Yes. Okay. Um, I used to love Will Myers on the Padres because he was the same number as I was. Nice. I loved Ray Lewis. Me and Coach Rowe have already been joking that I need to do the Ray Lewis I was just going to ask if I you score. do that. <laughs> do you know how to do the crow dance or whatever it's called? I, I could learn it. You I learn definitely it? could. I know what it is, but I haven't really tried it myself. So come out to women's lacrosse games. We'll have the teen beach dancers in one corner. We'll Absolutely. have the crow dance in the yes. other corner. Yeah. Of course. you got to get a <laughs> fog machine now. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Get the fog machine going. You know, that, that sort sweet. of stuff yep. out I mean, there. Yeah, actually, you do see a lot of dancing on the sidelines. I feel like 
and we really want to work on our sideline <laughs> celebrations this year. No, that's what Coach said. He's like, yeah, I don't care. Like, he what you guys suggesting do the- them. He was suggesting like doing the bicycle, like on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, favorite spot in Eau Claire to go to, whether it's to eat or maybe just to hang out or, or anything like that. Where's your go-to? Uh, my friends and I go to Shields to play the little mini bowling. Nice. <laughs> my six. That's all yes. my six-year-old does over there. Yeah. I was just gonna reboot say I, in downtown's got a few lanes of that too. Reboot social. I love so. going on a walk like down the river, like and then getting Olsons afterwards. Nice. That's really good. I don't know what I. Oh, this is a hard question. There's too many options. Her favorite place is in her room doing homework. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man, do you have any more? These are good ones so far. Good answers. Might be one of the best lightning rounds we've had. Before. All right. Very important question here on the podcast. Everybody like pizza? Yeah. Okay. Does pineapple? Yes. Yep. No. Okay. <laughs> Majority nasty. rules. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. I agree with you. It does not belong. No. No. No, come on. Well, okay. And I also have a bone to pick with you, Mr. Casper, because the one guest that we've had on that we unfortunately skipped her lightning round questions came up and told me yesterday she is a firm believer that pineapple does belong on pizza. And what Robin says is goes. Well, then I guess we won't do lightning round with her then after that. So there you go. So, well, uh, ladies, again, when does your season start for everybody listening? Uh, regular season starts here? First game is March 2nd. Yep. March 2nd? Yeah, right. yep. I couldn't think of it was the 2nd or 3rd, but yep. <laughs> All right. Third, third's my birthday. There we go, March 2nd. All right, there you go. Well, best of luck uh, on your continued success and uh, win a bunch of games and uh, looking forward to following along with you and maybe get you back on the podcast. Yeah, too. we're coming for the WIAC this year, so oh, yeah. hopefully like we can it. get it. I like it. All right, best of luck, and it was this was awesome getting to know you guys. Thank you Thank for having you. us. You. you got it. That's going to do it for this episode of the Rollin' with the Golds podcast. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Rollin' with the Golds podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to give it a five-star rating and a positive review so others can find the podcast. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper for Nick Hoven. We will talk to you on the next episode of Rollin' with the Golds.